0: Hello, and welcome to Alpha Health and Wellness Radio. I am your host, Dr. Haley Schaff, where I'm here to empower you to become the Alpha of your Hey, guys, and happy Wednesday, Happy Wellness Wednesday, if this is when you are listening to the podcast. Oh my goodness. Things have been so busy. Today is so busy for me. I'm recording this on Tuesday. So the day before that it's released, I just did this interview that I'm going to be sharing with you guys yesterday. And I wanted to release it because it was just such a great episode. I could not wait for you guys to hear it. And so I'm just putting it together really quick. I am jumping on a zoom call soon with my alpha health membership. That's a huge, huge, huge perk about working with me in the membership. And I actually have decided to keep the special launch price as like, I'm not taking that away because I want that. I was thinking about it and I'm like, you know, I really want this membership to be available to people. I want it to be accessible, obviously, you know, still having tons of value and whatnot, but I really just wanted to be able to offer this at an affordable price point because I just want people to be able to have this information. So I haven't really made that announcement yet on Instagram that I'm not increasing the price because the price that I had set in my mind was going to be more. And I was only going to have that special launch price for a week. And I really just think I want to keep it where it's at right now because I, I want this to be accessible to people. And I don't, I don't know. I, I really want people to have this information. So more of the story is currently it's staying where it's at, and if it decides to change and I decide to take away the launch promo, I will let you know. But as of right now, it's staying where it is. But I really want to read an, a review from you guys from Apple Podcasts. So I know a lot of you guys have listened on Spotify, and you're like, well, I how do I review? How do I rate you on Spotify? And I don't think there's a way to review or rate on Spotify. You can just make sure you're subscribed. That obviously helps. And if you guys just share the podcast with somebody that, you know, that could enjoy it, we could just call, we could just call it even, but if you do listen on Apple podcasts or if you have Apple podcasts, but you still listen on Spotify, I still would appreciate your rating and review. Um, it's just another, it's just a really great way that we can help the podcast grow. And so this is from summergirl nine, three, zero best podcast for valuable information. I had an initial appointment with Dr. Haley earlier this year. She's a wealth of knowledge to share with many. She is relatable, humble, and encouraging. Dr. Haley always wants what is best for others and shines through in this podcast. Thank you so much. I love reading these. I go on, I go on very frequently and read the podcast reviews that you guys send because it just, it's good feedback for me. It really just helps validate that I know what I'm doing is right and helping people and it just means so much. So anyways, I'm really, really excited to bring you guys this interview that I did with Carly Shankman. She's Carly Brown on Instagram or at Carly loves kale. I had found her listening to a podcast on healing her thyroid because she actually in her early thirties was diagnosed with thyroid cancer. And she actually went to the same holistic wellness place down in Tampa that my mom, we had sent my mom to Well, my dad and my mom had went together. We didn't just shit my mom off and send her. Um, but, and she talks about her experience there. And it's funny cause I had was rubbed a little wrong way from the doctor that was there. I've heard his bedside manner wasn't good, but I didn't really care. Cause as long as people could get better, that's really all I cared about. And she also had the same experience and now she does some Continuing therapies in Mexico. And so we had talked a little bit about that offline and she's, she's going to be going to Mexico again soon. And she talks a lot about her journey, you know, dealing with thyroid cancer, healing from that, finding out what her root causes were and dealing with those still like on a daily basis, which I think is incredibly important to realize that like when you're going through a healing journey, it's not just over when you feel better. Right. And I think that no matter what healing journey you're going through, I think it can be relatable for all of us because we, you can't just get to a point and you're like, okay, I'll just go back to what I'm doing. Like you've made those changes now. And now, so now it's a lifestyle. So she talks a ton about her daily detox practices, right? How she does a sauna and she sweats every day and she hydrates and she's making sure that she's, you know, going to the bathroom regularly and she'll do coffee enemas and, you know, she schedules in all of these things in her day. And we talk a lot about how a lot of the therapies that she was doing at these cancer places were therapies that we really can do at home. A lot of them, minus obviously the IV things, but red light therapy and sauna and sweating and hydration and juicing and, you know, all of these different therapies that people spend. I mean, these clinics are really expensive, like very expensive. And the one that we sent my mom to that did not include lodging and food, which all of the food that she was eating was organic and the lodging was expensive. And so anyways, the moral of this story is we talk a lot about a really a lot of great things on how we can kind of create like an almost at-home oasis, right? Like an at-home health clinic on a daily basis, right? Like you don't have to have a diagnosis of cancer to create health. I think health is created before should be created before we even get to these, you know, diseases that stem from various root causes, which we talk a lot about root causes. And I thought, I think that it was so, so, so interesting. So I know that you guys will enjoy, enjoy this, but I definitely, I definitely think that it's super relatable. I'm going to be looking into getting a red light therapy soon. I know that's something that that's like next on my probably bucket list of, things to get. Um, But anyways, without further ado, I really want you guys to dive into this podcast. I want you to get a ton of valuable information because you guys are going to love it. And please let me know what you think of today's episode. So without further ado, enjoy my chat with Carly. Okay, you guys. So I have Carly Shankman here with me today. We're going to be talking about her amazing journey through thyroid cancer. We're going to be talking about some daily detox practices and really just how to live a detox life, and really how to live a preventative life. Because obviously, with cancer being so close to me, um, you know, I think that I thought that when I had heard her in a podcast, I was just so excited to get her on my show and and have a really great conversation with her. So, Carly, thank you so much, and welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. I am so happy to have you here. So, tell us a little bit about your journey. You know, uh, obviously, I alluded to the fact that you were diagnosed with thyroid cancer, and you know, I'm sure that was completely life changing in so many different ways. So, just tell us a little bit about your journey with that, and and even anything prior to that, if there was anything significant that maybe led to that point. Um, speak on that a little bit. Sure, sure.
1: So. I was diagnosed with thyroid cancer November 2019. I was 33 years old. Um, and the thing about this diagnosis is that I was actually already living a very healthy lifestyle. I was a yoga teacher, a holistic health coach. I mean, I'd been shopping at the local farmer's markets for years, always been mindful of creating a non-toxic home in my house. Now, I wasn't perfect, like definitely pizza and beer was like my favorite kind of like monthly treat. And um, so I it was you know i I did my best and then I also was like a thirty year old woman living her life um, but with all that being said, I kind of had this idea that cancer only happened to people who were really unwell, let's say um whether that was like you know overweight or not eating well, eating like fast food and toxic food and smoking cigarettes. so I was like, I don't understand how I could be diagnosed with thyroid cancer, like perfectly healthy, feel great. Um, well, so so I thought perfectly healthy. Um, and so when I went to um, the, the doctor, the first thing that they told me was that they wanted me to have a radical surgery. So they wanted to Um, take out my thyroid, open up the entire left side of my neck, like almost underneath my ear, remove uh, over 30 lymph nodes, um, have radiation therapy, and then be on a hormone replacement for the rest of my life. And the problem with that is never, I mean, it's never that I've been like anti-surgery or anti-establishment, anti-doctor, anything like that. But like I said, I didn't understand how I could have a cancer diagnosis, so it I, it didn't make sense to me from day one. From the second the doctor told me, I was like, "Well, that why would I go ahead with a surgery when I don't understand how this happened to begin with?" Because. What I did know about cancer at that point is that it tends to come back. And when it comes back, it can come back even more vicious. And so at that time, I had an eight-month-old son. Um, his name is Cruz. And I am going to be here, and I'm going to be here well, and I'm going to be here for a long time. And so a quick fix you know, surgery to remove parts of my body when I didn't understand like the why behind why this was happening just wasn't going to work for me. So I, I essentially started by saying, I'm going to take a couple weeks. Like I just walked out and said, no, I'm, I'm not doing this right now. I like, I need a couple weeks. They were scheduling. I mean, essentially you have cancer. And before I even walked out of that appointment, they were scheduling me like, okay, we can get you into the hospital next week. And I was like, well, like, can you, I'm in shock, first of all, and I. How do you want? I cannot agree to this massive procedure. So I took a couple weeks, and that was when I really just started doing my research. I found out about people like Chris Wark, who wrote a book called Crisp Beat Cancer," um, and I started learning about therapies like vitamin C IVs, about ozone therapy, about raw foods and juicing, and I kind of like hit the ground running. Like, I think that, that appointment was like November 9th and I'm pretty sure I became like a raw foodist on November 10th. You know, it was (laughs) like, I didn't question anything. I just said, if something can help, I'm going to do it. And so what happened was, I, I mean, I hit the ground running, changed, really changed my entire life overnight. Like I said, I was already healthy, but I went, I went from like a, you know, 75% 75% to 110 extreme um extra extreme level here um and so i was driving around austin where i lived to all these different appointments i mean to the iv clinic i started doing therapy because i heard that there was an emotional connection to cancer um to the place to do hyperbaric oxygen chamber and i was sitting in traffic and i mean i would be gone from 8 in the morning till 8 p.m. and i would just be exhausted at the end of the day and i was like this is not going to work. Like I am not going to be able to sustain this. And it was kind of that point that I started, um, looking into holistic cancer clinics. I, my mom, you know, when people hear that you have cancer, everyone starts reaching out with like, oh, I know this person and they did this. And what about this? And it can be very overwhelming, but at the same time, like I actually found a lot of, um, great value in that. And my mom's friend had stayed in a clinic, um, in Tampa, the same one that your mom went to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and it, and then I'd, I'd heard about ones that were in Europe and in Mexico. But like I said, I was like completely overwhelmed at this point. My son was eight months old. I was like still trying to breastfeed. It was just like a very chaotic time in my life. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to like move us to Mexico for three weeks or get to Europe. So Tampa felt like a doable process. And so um, essentially three weeks after I was diagnosed, we, my mom and my husband and I picked up and moved to Tampa for that seven week clinic. So Mm -hmm. my mom and I drove, no, no, my mom and I flew with my son Cruz and my husband Ross drove the car with like, Cruise's crib and my Vitamix and my juicer—like we had so much stuff to bring. Um, And so, I mean, before I go into the cancer clinic experience, because that's just you know that's something to share about. That's kind of how it all began for me. So, I would say it was like the diagnosis. The I'm not going to jump into the anything. You know, I kept saying like I want to come out of this better like okay I have cancer but I know that there's a way to come out of this healthier than ever before if I'm willing to do the work to transform my life and to transform like the 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 cellular the cellular health of my body so that's what I kind of started looking for which led me to you know looking around Austin myself and then led me to holistic cancer clinics and putting off Surgery. It was only, I was only going to put it off for uh, three weeks and then I was mm-hmm. going to wait to see how the clinic went. Now, you know, it's nearly two years later. I still have my thyroid um, and everything's gone in a beautiful direction, but, you know, kind of to jump ahead in the story.
0: <laughs> yeah. Did, so did you get, was that, Was that uh, decision hard for you guys when you decided, I'm not going to go the conventional route. We are going to go to this functional and holistic clinic and we're going to try things a different way. Was that hard for you guys? Was that something that you guys were worried about being judged about? Or did you you have any hesitations about that? Or in your mind, did you feel and know that that was truly going to help you, like you said, get to the root cause?
1: I honestly like did not care what anyone thought of me. It was like, I was like a fierce mama bear. Like it was all about my son and me being here and doing whatever it took to, to like, to, to heal fully, like did not do just a quick fix solution. I did have family, like my brother and some people who are like, what are you doing? This is crazy. Thankfully, like my mom, my mom has a holistic mindset. And as soon as I was diagnosed, she came down um, to help me out. And my husband is just like, whatever you want to do, I am in support of. So I did have the two closest people in, you know, on my team. Um, I could imagine that if my husband or my mom or someone very close to me was pushing back against me, that would have been quite difficult. Um, But since those two people who were closest to me at the time were, you know, saying supportive of what I wanted to do, I was able to drown out everything else. And I also felt like there was nothing to lose because if I go to the clinic and I don't leave with the type of results that I want, I can always go get surgery. But if I get surgery, I can can never go back on that. You know, I talk to people now who have thyroid cancer, or had thyroid cancer, and they got their thyroid removed. And they just said, I wish I would have waited a little bit and seen what my options were. Like I, you know, they went through that same trajectory of going to the doctor, the doctor telling them you need surgery, and then just doing it. Because They had no clue there was another option and they would have at least liked the chance to do something different. I think that there's also a lot of empowerment in choosing how you want to heal and saying like, okay, even if I go to the clinic and the outcome isn't what I want, I still chose that. It was not forced upon me. It wasn't pushed on me. And I think that there's a lot of, um, um, I don't know, like a lot of confidence that comes with getting to choose how you want to heal.
0: Oh, totally. I, I totally agree. And I feel like it makes you in the driver's seat, instead of you being told where to go, you are feeling called to a certain way and you are able to really buy in and feel good about what you chose to do for your healing journey. And
1: and I say that to this day, like when people come in, they're like, well, what do you think? I'm like, what do you want to do? Because if you believe that chemotherapy is going to heal you and you think that doing IV therapies and coffee enemas is a bunch of BS, then you need to do what you believe. Like, what do you believe in your heart? And if you believe that chemotherapy is going to kill you and that, you know, raw foods and juicing will heal you, it might just, that might just be the case too. You know, you have to think about the mindset component and on a
0: healing journey as well. Absolutely. I could not agree more. Can you share a little bit about what your experience was like going to a holistic clinic? And I know they run a bunch of different tests there and maybe some things that showed up to maybe point you into the direction of your potential root cause for why, why you were dealing with this.
1: So before I got to the clinic, I actually had a call with the doctor there and he essentially said like, tell me your story. And I was like, like, how far do you want me to go back? And he's like, everything, tell me everything. So I told him my whole story, and part of that story was that in college, my freshman year of college, I fell, and I knocked out my two front teeth, and I broke the upper bone of my my mouth, um, and I had, been, I had done like seven years of cre- reconstructive work on my mouth at that point, which included root canals, titanium implants, um, and then I had also, earlier in my life, had all four wisdom teeth removed, and he was like, well, that's it. I was like, what do you mean that's it? He was like, root canals and titanium implants and different surgeries in the mouth, they they're created, they're connected to the rest of the body and they create systemic disease and infection. And then you had such a deep, you know, you had such a deep accident and you've done so much extensive work on your mouth that it's created this, this systemic dental infection that's affecting your thyroid. And I feel like I could have been like, you are out of your Freaking mind, <laughs> but like, what, like, what are you talking about? But at the same time, I was open-minded enough to, to be like, okay, like that kind of, that, that makes sense to me because I couldn't understand what else it could have been. Um, and I actually, that was in though it was maybe like six months earlier, I had watched the documentary called The Root Cause. Mm-hmm. And it was about this guy who went through every, you know, he had, he had a debilitating um, d- depression. And I can't even remember the, the other kind of things that he was dealing with, but ongoing chronic illness for many, many years. And he goes to all these different healers over years and years and years. And it turns out it was connected to a, um, root canal he had from an accident that he had been in. And so I was like, okay. Like when he said that, I was like, it kind of makes sense. So one of the first things I did when I got to the cancer clinic was go see a biological dentist. He took a cone beam 3D scan of my mouth and um, my mouth was black with infection. He said it was one of the worst infections that he had ever seen.
0: Wow. Um, Could you tell that things were infected from the outside? Like, Did you have any issues with your oral health in general?
1: like when I look at photos of myself now, it does look like my gums are swollen or not now, but like when I look at photos of myself from then, Mm -hmm. I, it does look like my gums are swollen, but I always just chalked that up to all of the dental procedures that I had done. It wasn't like, there wasn't pain. My gums did kind of you know bleed every now and then but again it was like i had done so much work on my mouth after that accident so i i just kind of thought it was one of those like this is how it is things and you 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 do have to do a cone beam 3d scan at a holistic biological dentist in order to see this infection in order to see infection of what i'm speaking about like a conventional doctor wouldn't have the technology to be able to do this they wouldn't carry it in their office and right. I had never heard about biological dentistry before. I didn't know that was a thing. Um, And so the very first, I mean, the the first work that I really had to do during my stay at the clinic was removing all of these, removing the root canals, um, removing the titanium implants. I did three different surgeries to remove the infection from my mouth because I would do one and the the infection would stay and keep growing. So oh it my took gosh. three different surgeries using ozone therapy and all these different things to combat bacteria, um, in order to final, finally get that infection out of my mouth. And once we got the infection out of my mouth, it was almost like we turned the faucet off. Um, and once we turned the faucet off, then everything that we were doing at the clinic, which I'll, I'll share in a minute, could could go a lot deeper. It could you know it wasn't all of the work I was I was doing wasn't just fighting off the infection. The infection was gone, so it could actually go to repair.
0: Right, because um, if you think about it, if the insult is constantly there, you can throw whatever natural or harsh pharmaceutical at it, and it's still going to there. You know, like the reason is still there.
1: Well, that's really what terrifies me. And thank God I didn't just go get the surgery because then I would have a no thyroid, missing lymph nodes in my neck. I'd be on a pharmaceutical and I would still have a rampant dental infection in my mouth. He, The the dentist said like your face could have fallen apart in time. Oh like gosh. it would have eaten away at the bones of your mouth. It was that prolific. It was like, it was that bad, prolific. Um, which is just really scary. You know, I think, I think before all of this, I tended to be a wait and see person, like Mm -hmm. not a big deal, not a big deal. I'll deal with it when it becomes a problem. Like now I have completely changed my mindset. Like if anything pops up, like I'm going to look at it. Like I want to know exactly what things are. I want to deal with them immediately. I don't want to wait for things to become a problem.
0: Exactly. Oh my gosh. That's So many people are like that, though. They're like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. I don't feel anything from it. But you don't know, like, you didn't really have any symptoms that you had this huge infection in your mouth. Exactly. But it showed up in a different way that's kind of almost totally unrelated. What, What we would normally think is unrelated, I guess. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, because they say that cancer is a perfect storm, right? Like, maybe you have this, this low level infection, you know, and then you add a certain virus on top of it. And then, you know, then there's a incredible loss or an an emotional upheaval that like, and the immune system stops working. So it's not one thing. It's like layer upon layer upon layer upon layer, and then something breaks. And so cancer doesn't just tend to be, oh, this one thing happened. It's layers and layers and layers over years and years and years. So if we can get in the habit of like, cleaning things up mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually as we are presented with them in our lives, I believe that it it, it will leave us with a, a cleaner slate as we move through our every day. And that's something I want to really impart on my son is like every day, every day we do little pieces of work so it never becomes this mountain that we need to get over.
0: Oh, I love that. It's so true. And like you... <sighs> there's so many different things, you know, that people are like, well, you know, there's so many different toxins that I'm just going to get cancer at this point. I'm like, well, that's a bad attitude. You know, that's, we have to control what we can, but at the same time, I'm also incredibly fascinated by how much our oral health is related to our overall health. Like, it's absolutely fascinating when they, when we were doing some thermography scans on my mom, she had some mercury fillings on her upper upper molars on the right side. And they could see that on the thermography because there was a ton of inflammation lit up. And they said, do you have mercury fillings? And she said, yeah, I've had them for years. And they were like, oh my God. And your breast cancer is on the side, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God. And you know, that was not the sole reason that she had breast cancer, right? Like she was a very type A, she held on to a lot of stress. Um, she was there, you know, there were other toxic exposures. Like, it, like you said, it's a perfect storm. Mm-hmm. And I I, oral health is incredibly fascinating. I really would love to get a biological dentist on the show because it's something that we really, we could tell so much about a person's health just through their mouth.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's completely fascinating. I mean, I, that's, I will, I will never go back to using a conventional dentist because a holistic dentist does every, does, does, I shouldn't say everything. They don't do root canals, but they do like, you know, your regular cleanings and things like that, but they just do it in a more uh, mindful way using biocompatible materials, you know, using ceramic implants instead of titanium. So it's just done in, in a more conscious way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So that was a practitioner that you had seen at that clinic. What are some other therapies and modalities that you had to do? And I know that when you go to a place like that, it's like your full time job is pretty much to just go and get treated. So, you know, tell us a little bit about what that looked like for you.
1: Yes. So I, for seven weeks, I would go to the clinic from. Uh, Monday through Friday, 7am to 3pm. Um, and we would do things like I would do about two hours of IV therapy a day. So they would make you custom IV bags based off of your blood work, what type of cancer you had. Um, And it would be chelation therapy, which is like detoxing heavy metals or um, different kinds of vitamins and minerals, high dose vitamin C. It just depended on the person. We all had Mm -hmm. a different kind of like IV bag. Yeah. Um, We would do things like... Oxygen therapy is being in hyperbaric oxygen chambers, doing coffee enemas and colonics. They taught us about doing um, an alkaline plant-based diet. I mean, there were some some patients with different types of cancers where there would be a reason that they would want them to eat a certain type of animal protein, a certain set you know number of days per week. We mm-hmm. did individual therapy and we did group therapy. We did um, red light therapy, and inter- interestingly enough, like. This is when I really got inspired to start sharing my journey more on Instagram was I found out, I felt that everything that they were doing other than like the custom IV bags were like these pretty simple things that you could really do on your own. Like anyone anywhere can go find a colon hydrotherapist to get a colonic. You can spend 20 bucks and buy all the supplies that you need to do coffee enemas at your house. We can all be better with eating more alkaline, you know, plant-based foods, drinking more water, um, praying or having a connection with a higher source, you know, seeing a, a therapist or a, a coach or whatever it is that is like kind of your your release, you know, getting things out, spending time in nature. Um there were just all these really really simple things that can be used as as prevention and you know we're spending you know many 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 thousands of dollars to be at these clinics where i was like oh yeah like i i could have been doing this all along but the interesting thing for me was that i was a holistic health coach i was very focused on how my body looked and what i ate mm-hmm. um and and pretty pretty mindful of like the products that i used in my house but one thing that i was not conscious of was detoxifying. So I was really present to putting the good stuff in my body. What I wasn't present to was actually taking out the toxic. And you know it right now in our world we live in a toxic environment that's our air our water our soil um the food on the grocery market shelves you know any it, it there's we are inundated with toxins the moment we walk out our door that's that's okay i mean as long as we're willing to do something about it and so in the decade before my diagnosis, I was just really focused on eating well and working out, and I thought that's what health was. And so my mind was kind of like blown open to this idea of like, oh, wait a second, we're missing,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I was missing a huge piece of the puzzle, which is this aspect of detoxification. And so that's when I really got fired up about sharing some of the detox practices that I was learning along the way. I created this program called the Daily Detox, where we go through eight different, it's over eight weeks. And every week I introduce a different aspect of detoxification. And that program is $197 as opposed to, you know, $50,000 that right. you need to spend at these cancer Cancer clinics, which, you know, you hear the word cancer, you're willing to do whatever it takes. But my hope and desire is that I can use my voice and what I've learned on my journey, in a way that less people are hearing the cancer diagnosis, because they're doing something about it sooner.
0: Oh, my gosh, I could not agree more. I could not agree more. So with, and I see this even with like people with high, uh, hypothyroid or Hashimoto's is a lot of heavy metals can really affect the thyroid. Did you find that heavy metals were affecting you and your thyroid health, like apart uh, from all of the other oral infections and whatnot?
1: Yes, I did. I did test high for heavy metals. Um, so one, one thing that I should say is that I, I did my first at that cancer clinic called Utopia Wellness. And I actually, um, I didn't love it. I didn't really resonate with the doctor. I felt that he was very brash and a little bit rude. Honestly, there were a few times that he he brought me to tears. Oh my gosh. Um, and I just couldn't understand why someone would go through all the effort of creating a holistic cancer center that's so against the mainstream. I mean, you have to go through a lot to be able to run a cancer center
0: like that. Well, and, and- he said he's been yeah. shut down multiple times. Yeah,
1: right. Exactly. Like I know he has to go through a lot and then not to treat your your patients who are honestly scared for their, their life um, with compassion and kindness. So I, I did that first stint there, but what I realized was that I was going to need ongoing care. So I have since switched my um, kind of healing home, I like to call it, to a place called Hope for Cancer down in Cancun. And I've now been going there for over a year. They do their first three-week stay, and then you return every three months for a check-in. And the reason I want to share that is because one of the tests that they do there, I felt that they did it's a lot more extensive. It might even be a little bit cheaper. Really? It's all inclusive. So it includes your hotel stay and your food. Wow. And it was a lot more of a robust program. Like what we did in a week at Utopia, I felt like we did in a day at Hope for Cancer. Like I was blown away by it, but they did a hair analysis test. They do, mm. you know, stool test, urine, hair analysis, blood,
0: which but those hair, tests by themselves are so incredibly expensive.
1: Right. And I mean they're just they're it's so comprehensive. And that was what tested high for heavy metals was my my hair analysis test. Um and when I went back for my 3 month visit it was like down to zero. Wow. So I did clear out all those heavy metals
0: through chelation therapy. through chelation chelation therapy, but also
1: just like my daily ongoing detox practices, like drinking enough water, doing, I mean, coffee enemas for liver detoxification. I did coffee enemas every single day, um, for a year. I did, I did a zeolite spray, which also helps Mm -hmm. with heavy metal detoxification. Um, Hope for cancer doesn't do IV chelation therapy the way that Utopia did. Um, so theirs was more like ongoing daily practices.
0: Cool. Mm-hmm. very cool. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about coffee enemas for a second because oh my goodness, I got so much wrath when I talked about coffee enemas like I had people in my email saying that I need to take away my doctor license, like that I'm mm-hmm. I'm hurting people. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not forcing other people to do them, but like, this is a practice that's literally been around for hundreds and thousands of years.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, it's, I, I was just so blown away of how close-minded people were to it. Like, I think that it's, yeah, it's weird that we're like putting something up your butt that's you know, like, it's a weird, it's a weird thing when you think about it, but like, if you think about the anatomy mm-hmm. and how it works and how the coffee works and everything, like I just, I don't know. I was blown away by how close-minded some people were to it and how like they clearly were so triggered. But there's also a lot of people who I work with who are very open to it and who have seen really great results from it. So I more focus and cater to those people. I don't care about the people who are open-minded because that's not my job to open people's minds. Mm -hmm. But I would love for you to speak on that a little bit because it's definitely, you know, it's a less known topic like i think a lot of people understand like the importance of sweating and you know infrared saunas have become a really huge thing and you know castor oil packs are great and hydration and all of these kind of you know daily detox things like you said which i'm also a huge fan of doing things on a daily basis to kind of create your own like little mini spa right like your mini little detox practice but let's i mean coffee enemas are something that i've personally used myself and huge benefits. Um, mm-hmm. So I'd love for you to to talk a little bit about like, what are they where you first learned about them at Utopia, I'm assuming, right?
1: Well, I had actually heard about them from the Gerson therapy. That was ah. like one of those, you know, in the beginning of my diagnosis, like, hey, have you heard about the Gerson therapy? And Dr. Max Gerson created a protocol really, really focused on juicing, predominantly juicing, and lots of coffee enemas, Mm -hmm. like putting the good stuff in, taking the toxic out. And it's a two-year program and you do six coffee enemas a day (laughs) for two years. And so I never did the Gerson therapy because like I said, I ended up going to the clinics instead, but it was something that I looked into and read a couple books on and was familiar with. Mm -hmm. Um, And so what coffee enemas essentially are, are a liver detoxifier. So um, there's something called colonics, and that is a that that's a deeper colon cleanse. Like a colonic, you go into kind of like you go see a massage therapist, you go see a colon hydrotherapist. Um, they insert, they insert a tube into your rect into your colon. And they use like a gentle water flow to actually clean out the colon. We have nearly seven pounds of toxicity on our colon walls. So there's a time and a place for cleaning out the colon. I like to do a series of six colonics twice a year. Um, But then- Coffee enemas are actually a liver detoxifier. So, what it consists of is making a coffee brew. So, you would want to use like an organic coffee. I use one called S.A. Wilson's that I get from Amazon, or there's like pure life enema. These are specifically made as enema coffees because they're light roast, which means they have higher palmitic acid. And the palmitic acid is what stimulates glutathione production from the liver. This is we naturally create glutathione in our body, but it's 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 a master detoxifier and antioxidant. And so the coffee enemas support our body to create more of it. Um, so essentially you make this mixture, it's four cups of water with some coffee, you heat it up and then you let it cool down enough in order to insert it. You put it in a bucket, you, uh, you attach like a tube and a catheter. You just put a little coconut oil on the end, insert it into the colon, and then you let the mixture flow in. It flows in and you know, 30, 30 to 60 seconds and then you hold it for you know anywhere from 5 to 15 minutes and i like to do mine in the bathtub just so i'm i'm comfortable and laying down but you could do it on the bathroom floor or you know you want to be laying down but i just like to do it in the bathtub um, and then after the 15 minutes you get up you sit on the toilet and you release into and you know it's like you just have a Liquidy bowel movement, let's say, and so you release everything, including toxins, parasites, you know, different bacteria, viruses, different things that would be um, eliminated during a detox practice. And so, I did those every single day for a year. I actually did them up until I got pregnant because I'm ten weeks pregnant right now. Um,
0: Congratulations, by the way.
1: Thank you so much. And, um, so I stopped doing coffee enemas since I'm pregnant, but I did them all the way up until, you know, I, I conceived. So I find that they create, um, more energy, more vitality, clear skin, brighter eyes. You just have to think these, it's a very powerful detoxification tool. So in my, um, program the daily detox. I have people start with hydration. Mm -hmm. Then I teach them how to juice. And directly after the juice week, I teach them how to do coffee enemas because you have that pairing then of putting all the good stuff in with juicing. You're funneling micronutrients into your body. It's like, I always think of juicing, like having a IV of nutrition hooked up to my body. And I'm just dumping, you know, plant enzymes and micronutrients into my body all day long. So I have all that robust nutrition going in and then simultaneously I'm detoxifying the liver via coffee enemas and and that pairing like the juicing to the coffee enemas have been I think two of the things that have had the most profound impact on my health since I've been on this detox journey.
0: Wow, that's it really is so powerful. I mean you can feel you you really can feel the difference when you start doing them. And I think you know some people get afraid of doing them by themselves because they if you search PubMed, it's like, oh, someone burned their, like burned their butt on hot coffee. I'm like, okay, well don't be an idiot and put hot yeah. coffee. You know, you yeah, have to make sure it's cooled that. down. Like that's user error. Right. But like in terms of risks and benefits, right. Cause I'm all about informed consent. What would you say if any risks to doing coffee enemas would be, obviously people should consult like a practitioner or something, you know, and work through it with them. But like it's a fairly easy thing that pretty much everybody could be able to do at home. Like you don't need to go to a colonic therapist, you know, to like you would a colonic, like this is, it's different. Um, but what would you say if any risks? Yeah,
1: I don't, I don't know that I would actually say that there are risks. I would say that there's contraindications like Mm. pregnant women. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm sure that there's some others that I, you know, always you check with your doctor beforehand. Um, I don't know exactly what the list of contraindications would be, but, um, So there could be a risk if you're contraindicated and you're doing it. But other than like, I don't know. I mean, I've put over 500 people through the daily detox and have taught. So I've taught over 500 people how to do um, coffee enemas. And I don't like there's been there's been like, hey, what about this or this happened or huh? what about where do I put this? You know, like Mm -hmm. I need to do some coaching through it. But I've never had like I've never seen someone have a problem with it, you know, like that there's they got hurt doing it. Right. I just don't know how, I'm not saying it can't happen.
0: I, yeah. I just, yeah. No, no, no. No. Well, that just, I think speaks to yeah. the safety, Yeah. you know, and, and how it's, you know, you just got to make sure the coffee is cooled down. Yeah. Um, and use a high grade coffee, obviously, you know, I always say like pesticide and mold free is really, really important, especially because we're focusing on detox.
1: Well, what the- about You have to respect, I just want to say like, you have to respect the process and respecting the process would include making sure you have the right supplies, like making sure that it's the right temperature. Do you have the right bucket and insert and catheter? And did you use coconut? Like you Mm -hmm. have to honor what you're going to do. It's not a little, it's not a small thing. Like it needs, there needs to be some reverence brought to it. But if you follow, so I guess, you know, a risk could be like not doing the protocol correctly. But if you follow all of the steps correctly, then you're in a pretty
0: safe space. Totally. What about for people who say they are sensitive to caffeine? Mm -hmm. What do you say to people who say that?
1: For a couple things. So the coffee doesn't go through the digestive tract. So it's actually Mm -hmm. not going to have the same effect on your body like drinking a cup of coffee would. Yep. Um, So first of all, I have some people who say I'm really sensitive to caffeine. They do a coffee enema, there's no problem. However, if someone is sensitive to caffeine, bring down the amount of coffee that you're using as a trial in the beginning. So I recommend doing a coffee enema of two tablespoons to coffee to four cups of water. If someone's sensitive, I'm like start with a teaspoon. Start with a super tiny bit of coffee and don't do it at night. For me, yeah. I've been doing them so long. I do three tablespoons at nine o'clock at night, and then I oh my it.
0: goodness, <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, like it's not a big deal. It doesn't keep me up. It doesn't wire me or anything like that. But if you're sensitive, do one teaspoon early in the morning. So in the event that you do have some sensitivity to the coffee, you know, you're not, you're not kept up all night.
0: Yeah. And so I was, I was talking with another practitioner when I first started doing them and I was like, I feel like I, I have like a energy buzz. And I'm like, is that necessarily from the caffeine? Cause I don't feel like I'm super caffeine sensitive. And she's like, she said that it could potentially be from the glutathione. Mm. Um, which that's also a super valid point because you can increase it quite a significant amount. And, you know, if you are detoxing, you can sometimes feel those like high energy benefits. Like if you're not, if you've been detoxing for a while, right. So well, um, coffee
1: enemas are one of my favorite ways to get rid of parasites, like while doing maybe a parasite cleanse. Yeah. And so you have to think if you have parasites living in your system and then you get rid of some of those, you're going to have a natural energy boost. I mean, it yep. have been feeding off of you. So there's things like that too, where you're going to have a boost of energy because you're ridding toxins that have been weighing you
0: down. I've never noticed physical parasites. they could be just super small, but I've noticed them more like through my stool when I was doing a parasite cleanse. But, Mm -hmm. um, I, I also would believe that that could potentially be a reason too, because I was passing a good amount. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Is that,
1: I I, I did. I like cell parasite cleanse. Same. Uh, Um, yeah, they're wonderful. And I definitely saw a lot of parasites when I did my first one.
0: Yeah. I loved your podcast that you did with Um, someone who used a cell core protocol. Yeah, Michael. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a great, that was a great episode. So um, speaking kind of on parasites, is that something that any of the integrative cancer clinics did for you?
1: So at... Utopia at the first one they uh put everyone on a parasite cleanse because there's actually a connection between parasites and cancer. Mm-hmm. Um so we we weren't even tested it was just like everyone went on a parasite cleanse. Was and that then, the tincture? Um it was a it was a supplement. Okay. Maybe there was a tincture that went with it. I just remember I
0: remember there was a cuz I went through all my mom's when they got home and I remember there was a like para something tincture and I was like Ooh, I wonder what this is. I don't think I saw any of the supplements being huh. specifically parasites. No, parasite. I, I had
1: supplements. What what year was she there?
0: She was just there this past December. Okay, I was there. I was there December two
1: thousand nineteen. So okay, so the year before. Yeah, I'm sure they changed some protocols along the way. But then when I got to Hope for Cancer, they tested you for parasites, and mm-hmm. by the time I was there, I tested negative. I'd done all that parasite cleansing. Yeah. Um, and so then I didn't do a parasite cleanse there, but because I have access to cell core supplements, I like to do like, I like to just of my own volition, do a full moon cleanse every few months. Like I said, that's again, something I'm not doing while pregnant, but right before I did get pregnant, I had done one.
0: So, yeah, I I mean, well, if you think about it, we're, we're exposed all the time. I walk around barefoot. I kiss my dog. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we're all exposed, but it it is very interesting when you do look at the cancer parasite dilemma. Yeah, um, who
1: was it? The I don't remember his name from Cellcore who said if you have a pulse, you have a yeah. parasite. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yep. Yep. And I was like, okay, when you said that, I was like, I have a pulse, so I guess I should get on that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's
1: beneficial for everyone to do yearly parasite cleansing. We do it for our dogs, right? Like you do the, you do it for your pets. Like why would you not do it, honor yourself in that same way?
0: A lot of other countries do it as well. A lot of other countries is just like a part of their culture that they do them. Mm -hmm.
1: And, and the other thing is like, when I put people through the parasite cleanses, they're kind of like, okay, like I can't go to work or I have to cancel my vacation. I'm like, no, no like, you it's eat. It's not like, like normal, that. You yeah, you eat like normal. You just take your supplements and then you know you have maybe some more robust bowel movements, but like life goes on as normal. Like it's not this. It's not a huge deal, really. No, it's, it's I and I, I,
0: I wonder where people get that from because I've gotten that a lot. They'd be like, oh my gosh, am I allowed to go to work? Like, am I going to be running to the bathroom? I'm like, oh no, no, no. It's yeah. It's not like that. And if anything, sometimes when you're going through a parasite cleanse, you really want to make sure your detox pathways are open. That would probably be one other thing that I'd say, Mm. because like, if your detox pathways aren't open and you're killing parasites and they're holding on to heavy metals and things, I can see how people get detox type Mm. reactions. Yeah. They don't feel well. No. But other than that, like if you're doing all these great practices that we have been talking about, you know, I think that. And that really means like sweating and pooping. Like those are uh, yep.
1: Yep. sweating and pooping are a really good way to make sure that your detox pathways are open. So sit in a sauna or go for a hot sweaty walk, you know, do some, do some coffee enemas and just make sure that your body, once you kill the parasites, you need a way to get them out.
0: Yep. Yep. And that's why the enema is kind of nice. Cause if you are feeling more constipated from killing off the parasites that like, like you had said earlier, the, the enema is not supposed to, you know, it's not a colonic that's clearing your entire colon out, but it can have that side benefit of helping to clear some unwanted things out of there. So that's, I think those two, like you said, I think they go really great together. What are some of your other favorite daily practices, right? So you talked about hydration, you talked about enemas, we talked about sweating. What are some other just like things that you just love to do on a daily or weekly basis to just kind of help support, support that system?
1: Mm, Okay. So I wake up and I drink my water uh, while I make my coffee enema. Um, After the coffee enema, I'll usually do a sauna. Um, I have like- Oh, so you do the sauna
0: after the enema. Okay.
1: Yes. And it doesn't really matter. Honestly, people are always like, so I do this and this and this. I'm like, it depends (laughs) on your lifestyle, like what you can get in, you know? Um, Yeah. But it's usually because my husband's still sleeping and our sauna's in our room. And so I do the coffee and Emma, and by then I can like get in and do the sauna. But I have one of the portable ones that you just sit in and kind of zip yourself up in. It's called the Synergy Sauna. It's from Synergy Science, um, low, low EMF. It works incredibly well. It's very, very powerful. I usually sweat within five minutes. Um, jumping on the rebounder, it's like a mini trampoline. I jump on the rebounder every day. Um, you know, for probably about 20 minutes, which is really good for detoxing and moving the lymphatic system. The lymphatic system is like the um, sewage system of the body that run, runs parallel to the circulatory system. And we have the heart to pump the our blood through our system, but we don't have a pump for the, the, the lymphatic system. Like you are the pump. So when you Um, jump on a rebounder, go for a run, go for a walk, like you're in movement, that is you moving and cleansing your lymphatic system when you think about like lymphatic drainage. So it's something that I'm mindful of every day is like, how do I keep my lymph moving? Um, Especially because I had some lymph nodes that were affected. So in my neck, so I always want to think about lymphatic drainage. Um, juicing is a huge part of my protocol, so much so that I actually started a juice company.
0: <laughs> I saw that. That's Tell us about that and like, just yeah. your love for juicing. I love that.
1: Yeah. So when I first started healing, I was juicing 64 ounces of juice every day. It took me about an hour in the morning and it was always raw, organic, cold pressed juice and I would store it in glass. And there were a couple of days that I couldn't get to juicing and I couldn't find raw organic cold pressed juice and glass in Austin, which is a very health conscious city. Like I was like floored that I couldn't find it here. And my therapies were all so expensive. And I was like, what? And I was like, mom and Ross, like, what do you guys think if we just started selling like 20 juices a week? And that would give me more funds to invest in all this work that I'm doing. And it just, I mean, clearly people wanted it. We went from, you know, 20 bottles a week to 100 to 500 to 1000 a day. I mean, we have a, wow. a robust juice company called Alchemy Juice. We have 10 employees. We juice um we do two big juice days and we deliver all over Austin, Texas. We go like up north, out west, down south. We ship we ship nationwide. We just opened a cafe and I'm very very passionate about sharing therapeutic grade juice with the world. And that's, we use 80% vegetables to 20% fruit. We really focus on using low sugar green apples. So it's just this powerhouse of micronutrients for the body. Um, And that's still a very, very big part of my routine. I mean, I I have green juice all day, every day. I mean, also, I just wanted a way to drink juice all the time. So...
0: Starting, yeah, this of cool course. Way to do that, <laughs> oh my gosh, I am. I need to place an order. I can't, I I guess I didn't think that you guys shipped all over,
1: yeah. So, we, so I mean, 85% of our business is local, but which is great, which, yeah, and I and I love it. And we do deliver locally in glass, we ship in BPA free. um, recycled plastic so we juice it we put it in the plastic and then we flash freeze it and it still can you know juice has been tested and it contains up to 98 percent of the nutrients even after being frozen so wow interesting yeah we ship it on dry ice to our customers and then they take it they put it directly in their freezer until they're ready to drink it and they just let it defrost on the counter and it's really really good like i i we did so many tests of it and it like taste exactly the same as when we deliver it fresh.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Oh my gosh. I'm going to have to definitely get my hands on some. That's just great. Cause I always love seeing your pictures and seeing like how great the business is doing. And I think, th- and I love that you use so much vegetables. Cause that's really, I think where we get the bang for our buck with these juices is being able to juice all these really great organic vegetables and yeah, totally so many agree. great benefits. Yeah. So um,
1: juicing, my sauna movement, um, you know, meditation and prayer. I think that, that you, when you, we think about detox, I think that we often just think about the physical, and I am very focused on the physical, um, but there also has been an element, especially like a year after my healing journey, where I was like, okay, I am pretty physically detoxed you know like Mm -hmm. where what else do I need to look at and I kept getting really big signs to look deeper into prayer and meditation and I really fell in love with Dr. Joe
0: Dispenza's work Mm -hmm. um I actually (laughs) sorry my dog is freaking out Tala stop she's (gasps) literally she's always here recording with me Oh, she's never once barked but there's a child riding her scooter so I apologize because she is so loud
1: no, no worries. But um, yeah, so I fell in love with Dr. Joe Dispenza's work. I attended his retreat um, and it's really about like changing energetic frequency. And it's about every morning sitting on your meditation cushion or in your bed, on your floor, wherever you are, um, and like choosing the energy that we are going to create, embody and align with. And so I feel like those are also really important daily practices for like spiritual and emotional detox and making sure that we're we're clean vessels because we don't think about it something happens in our day or someone says something and we're so busy that life just keeps happening and so for me it's been very important to pause and process that because I didn't ever do that. I'm a very like New York make it happen, don't stop whatever it takes and now it's like Okay, Carly, like we, we gotta slow you down. We need like I need more time for pause, for reflection. Um I I move a mile a minute and so I have to include daily practices to help me slow down and reflect.
0: Wow. I think everybody, everybody could probably use a little bit more of that. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's so underrated when it comes to healing. I think that that needs to be talked about so much more. Everybody wants the fancy stuff they can do. But I think that's one of the most important things that most people could do and should do and benefit from.
1: Yeah. You know, like – Juicing and coffee enemas—I feel like they're all like in a little bit of a way like they're glorious. Yes, <laughs> like most people don't think coffee enemas are glorious, but they're like <laughs> they're fun, they're trendy, they're like you want to know the hard work. Like sit quietly—that's mm-hmm. that's by far the hardest thing for me on this journey is to just like be quiet with myself.
0: <laughs> oh, totally. Most people can't do it. We need to be stimulated, mm-hmm. you know. So, and I, so I, I know totally that, agree. since it's
1: hard, I need it. I need it even more.
0: Oh, absolutely. If it's hard, that's a better reason to just keep doing it. Exactly. I love it. So what are, before I let you go, I want to just kind of ask a question at the end, but what are three things that you would recommend somebody do if they are just trying to live a preventative lifestyle, right? So maybe foods that they could include lifestyle practices, probably a kind of like a summary of all that we had talked about. But if you had to pick only three things that people could start implementing to live a daily detox life, a healthy life, a proactive and preventative lifestyle, what would those three things be?
1: Eat whole foods. It doesn't like don't worry about paleo or raw, or like don't worry about a nutrition camp. Just Mm -hmm. eat foods if it came from the earth eat it. Like eat less packaged products, shop less in the center of the grocery store and focus more on the perimeter of the grocery store. Yes. Um, So whole foods, number one, get nutrients into your body. Um, Number two, be aware of your mental health. Like take some so time important. to pause, to meditate, to go in nature and like really check in with yourself. And if you're okay, then keep doing what you're doing to stay okay. And if you're not okay, like Get, find help, find a coach, find a therapist, find a support system. Like you, we are not weak for not being okay. Like it's just, it's, it's kind of a tough world out there and it's up to us to be advocates for ourselves. So get the help and the support that you need and be willing to ask for it.
0: Absolutely. Oh my gosh. So true. So, so, so true.
1: And I think the third one, I'm torn. I would say like one, I want to say, get moving. (laughs) And then the other one, I want to say like, stop moving, like rest. (laughs) So I feel like if I had to choose one, I would honestly say like rest, like sleep, make sure you are getting proper sleep. You know, at the end of the day, maybe in about an hour before you go to bed, start quieting down. Let your nervous system know that it's time to quiet down. Put your phone on airplane mode, dim the lights, you know, start, start saying, okay, nervous system, we're shutting down for the night. Get seven to nine hours of sleep every single night. And that, that's really it. I mean, I think that we have like a, a, a sleep epidemic right now. So I focus on foods your mental health and sleep. And I think you'll be in, you know, it's a really good starting point.
0: I love that. I I especially love the mental health part because that's something that's definitely not talked about as much. It's not as glamorous to talk about things like that. It's not as glamorous to talk about sitting and being with yourself and Mm -hmm. processing your traumas. It's more glamorous to talk about, like you said, the juices and the enemas and the supplements. And like, that's what everybody wants. But at the end of the day, that's, That's truly the root cause of so many different things because nobody wants to go there with themselves. Mm -hmm. I don't, it's uncomfortable to sit with my traumas or sit with things that make me uncomfortable. I don't want to do, I don't want to do that, but Mm. I understand how important it is. And so I'm so glad that you touched to that because I think that all of what you talked about is truly what encompasses holistic whole body health. And I think that that's, that's really how we do create. preventative lifestyle. And that's so much. So I wanted to have you on the show because you so embody so many things that I think are so incredibly important, you know, with your health journey, with you being able to help so many other people. So I just, I can't thank you enough for coming on, sharing your story, sharing this awesome conversation, you know, with all of these listeners. And so can you tell everybody where they can find you, where they can connect with you, where they can check out your website and juice and all that great stuff?
1: Sure. So I'm I'm pretty active, most active, I would say, over on Instagram, which is at Carly Loves Kale. Um, my juice company is Alchemy Juice and our Instagram is alchemy.juice or alchemyorganicjuice.com. And if you want to learn more about the daily detox or, you know, see any of my blogs, it's Carly Wellness.com.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, I will make sure I link those in the show notes. Um, and again, I just, I can't thank you enough. Oh, you have a podcast as well, right?
1: Yes. Oh yeah, I do. It's called here for healing. And, um, that podcast is all about holistic integrative care and we hear from practitioners, like I actually had my biological dentist on there, but I also hear from people who are on their own healing journeys. So um, I kind of wanted it to serve as like a, a, like someone who's like going through breast cancer or, or whatever, whatever it is that they're going through, I wanted them to be able to go through and find resources and tools specific to them. So uh, here for Healing is the name of that podcast.
0: Well, I refer, and I'm going to be referring to that a lot because especially with my mom and, you know, the journey I've connected with so many people, I feel like every single day in my DMs, I have someone being like, oh my gosh, my, my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer or my husband or my cousin or, you know, whatever. And it's nice that the people have resources, right? There's so many great integrative doctors they can follow, but I will definitely be referring to your podcast very frequently because that's, that's. A really great resource for people to get that information. So thank, thank you, you for doing so that. Much. Oh my gosh, of course, of course. Well, again, thank you so much for being here, Carly. I so enjoyed this call. I could literally sit here and chat about all of these things for forever. So I so value your time and appreciate it. And I know that my listeners will too. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Thank you guys so, so much for listening. I hope that you guys enjoyed this chat. And I hope that you can start implementing some of these practices into your daily life. This is something that I talk a lot about on my social media. This is something that I've been sharing a lot in my online membership. And this is something that I just think is really a huge way that we can really take control of our health and really live a preventative lifestyle. So I'd love to hear how you guys do implementing some of these things. Keep us posted and Thank you again for listening. I will see you here next week on Alpha Health and Wellness Radio. Be the alpha of your health.